Okay, and welcome back to Paranormal XL Podcast. As always, I'm Gigi, and with me for always is Mama Mary. Um, This next part is going to be kind of funny after our discussion <laughs> we just had. I've been waiting for recording day all freaking week long because it's been a long-ass week. Yes, it has, without a doubt. Yes, we've already finished like eight bottles of wine. Oh. I am kidding. <laughs> no, no, she's not. No, no kidding, no kidding. Um, We're just going to kind of jump right in this week uh um this week's episode is about the hope diamond and the curse that seems to follow this beautiful rock did you see pictures of it yeah it's well, beautiful <laughs> i guess i have a picture right behind us i would love to have that it's the same it's the same like one that they talk about in the titanic isn't no it? no no i actually somebody asked that question when i was doing the research uh on one of the web pages and no it is not oh actually for some reason i made that connection I kind of did, too, at the beginning, and then so when I saw that randomly, I'm like, oh, good to know. Yeah, yeah. it is. See, learn something new every day. There, boom. Episode done. <laughs> Just <Bye>. kidding. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Here's a little bit. Let's. <laughs> um, as of right now, this gorgeous diamond is worth anywhere from 200 to 350 million U.S. Dow hairs. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. See? Problem solved. We could just solve all of our problems that we just discussed. We'll go get it. We'll go pick it up from the Smithsonian because that's where it's at right now. (laughs) Now, it is at this time, it's 45.552 carats. It started out as around 112 carats. Oh, my goodness. That's like a Flintstone stone. That's what I think about. Ooh, hand like rips off and great fun oh yeah <laughs> huge i'd love to see this thing in person um so did you know anything about it before like we started researching about it no actually i didn't i had heard you know the most i heard about it was that it was a curse and that you know whoever bought it mm-hmm. seemed to be cursed and i think the story originated from the owner and somebody had stolen it from him yeah it's That's been around I- there's 10 stories that go with the curse or people um with it, I read about this a few months ago, and I mentioned it then, because I was like, this is weird. But I was, like, scrolling through Facebook, and I'm like, oh, what a really pretty diamond. I want to read about this. And then I, I was like, I love diamonds. I love to read about curses. Oh, why wouldn't I click on this link? <laughs> well, then it, like, pulled me in and told the story about it. And, I mean, this stone is, like, super, super old. Like, yeah, it goes uh, way back, doesn't it? Yeah, si- mid-1600s. It was found um, in... Oh, I'm going to butcher this location. Uh, um, Golganda region of India. Okay. And it was um, a French diamond merchant found it. His name was uh, Jean Trevenier. Uh, he, well, he first acquired the diamond itself. Um, again, at this point, it was 112 carats. <laughs> like, absolutely insane. Now... Back in the 1600s, India was the only place they said, like, known that you could get diamonds and mm-hmm. those types of gems and stuff. So, India was big and well known for that. Um, with that... And he sold it to um, King Louis, didn't he? The King Louis Fourteenth. Oh, I thought it was the 16th. It could have been the 16th. I, I hate those XIV things. I know. I actually looked it, it up it so hard in the translate count. thing, and, I, and I, got, I got 16 is what I got on it. But then in another one, I got the 4th. No, I think, um, I don't know. My, mine here says the X, 1, and V, but, uh. I got that, and then I got, and then I got one that's, um, oh my gosh, uh, an IV. So what I got is, okay, the diamond was roughly shaped 112 carats and symmetrical beautiful gem of 60, 
seven carrots. Let's see. See, okay, I got two different, um, I went to a couple different sites. Now, this one says it's only worth $3.6 million in today's currency. Oh. Which, yeah, that's a lot of money, but when we think about how things cost nowadays, I think this is more believable, like, the up to I'm, 350 yeah, and that's, that's why it's in a, a museum at the Smithsonian, like, like, yeah. But it all depends on buyer type of thing. We've been watching, binge watching, uh... Oh my god! The show that's out in Vegas, the Pawn Stars. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we've been watching that, which I don't know why, because Sean was like, "It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Why are we watching?" He used to watch it, and then he went and visited it, and he's like, "All the all the shop is now is uh, merchandise." Oh really? And then he went and got me some of the merchandise that he bought from there. <laughs> he's like, "See, see, see." He's like, "There's no pawn shop there." Oh, very weird. That does take the fun I, out of it, doesn't it? Totally does. And I didn't, I, I didn't pay no attention when I was out there. That's not what I was out there for. I wanted mm-hmm. to see hotted items, like yeah, the good, the good stuff. Yeah, like why doesn't Mister Zach Baggins have this cursed diamond? He really mm. needs to get this. That would be a good one. I'm just saying. It's a very uh, thought-provoking question. Yeah, he needs mm. to uh, get out of shit. I'm just saying, get on your shit, Mister Baggins. <sighs> God. So, anyhow, then. <laughs> also, it was. Uh, said to be worn by queen marie antoinette Mm -hmm. but there's no proof of that there's no like pictures no documentation just because it did end up in the crown jewels yes yeah so and that is where let's see um and back then they referred to it as the blue diamond um when um queen antoinette and her husband were in prison for the outbreak of the French Revolution, the crown jewels were put in a warehouse, but with that, they also put it out for public display because of the type of rock that it was. But in September 1792, somebody came and was like, ooh, pretty mine, and they took it. They oh. stole it. Well, they say that, too. Um, That's why, because they had that diamond, that's why they mm-hmm. were arrested and they had the unrest and that they were beheaded eventually. Yep, yep. Um, One of my fa- most favorite stories. I have you ever watched any of those movies, like Marie Antoinette? I have, and that's actually where my tattoo came from. Times are hard for dreamers. Mm-hmm. I was I like, love, "Where'd you get I that?" Love those and I'm movies. like, "And then they're like, how do you know that's French?'" I'm like, "Well, it was. She said it in a movie, but it's yeah. in one of her movies. She says that." That's right. Wow, I didn't think about that when I was well, researching. Everything comes full circle. See how that is? I got it on my body forever. That, you know what that means? That links me somehow, seven ways to Kevin Bacon, all the way to this Hope Diamond. Well, it's mine. <laughs> maybe you were hurt in past life. Who knows? Maybe. I very well could have been. However, I do not want the curse that said to follow it. However, I do believe I could easily just say everything bad that's ever happened in my life was because of that. There, there you go. See? Boom. <laughs> Solve the problem. Scapegoat. Yep. We're good now. Now that I reached that conclusion, we can move on. All right. <laughs> So it was stolen, then it became missing for 20 years until, dun, dun, dun. are you ready for this? Yeah. Till a smaller 45 carat blue diamond just magically appeared one day <laughs> in London in 1812. Um, it turned up from an English diamond merchant named Ellison. Um, he didn't say like where it was from or who cut it down or any of that business, but said this 45 carat blue diamond as drawn in a document of the time is the same as the the same as what is in uh the museum today oh now the notes that um i researched it shows that the whatever tavernier 
when he sold the stone to King Louis, yes. King Louis had the diamond recut down to 67 carats. Yes. Yes, I have that right here, too. So yeah, I, wonder, I didn't I didn't go above that part when I read that, that it was 112, got cut down to 67. So I wonder how many times they cut it. You know what That's I mean? That's what I, like, how many other pieces of this thing are laying around? Because those pieces had to go somewhere. The curse is everywhere. It is. That's why the world's going to shit. See, this is why we said in the last episode, we should be running the fucking world. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Put Paranormal XL down on your voting ballot this November 2020. Paranormal XL 2020. <laughs> Probably going to hell for that one, too. I'm already there. Um, so Ellison ended up um, selling the blue diamond to British King George IV. And some ended up calling the diamond a uh, George Blue diamond. Oh. And it had a ring to it. Now he, George IV, from my understanding, he was one of them, one of them's conceited peoples where he's like, I'm going to wear everything I own so everybody can see it at all, at all times. And I'm marvelous because I have these jewels. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't surprise me because I think he like squandered the, the family money and ended up having he to did. sell everything off. He did. Yeah. So that's, that sounds like it would fit the, the role. Yes. He, uh, bankrupted everything that he, had because well he wasn't paying attention to shit he got sidetracked by shiny things and that's half of my problem right there oh pretty (laughs) oh shiny things so he ended up dying in 1830 the duke of wellington ended up having to sell the diamond to pay off george the fourth george the fourth uh all his debts uh he sold it to henry philip hope oh hence the name yes he was a diamond collector i want to collect diamonds so how do you get into that? Yeah, really. <laughs> How's that happen? <laughs> so, Mr. Hope, he actually put the diamond in a medallion and with a and added a pearl to it. That was interesting. You don't see that as we're, no. we're looking at a picture of it right now. See, when I think like forty-five carats, I'm expecting that to be a lot bigger. I know, something huge. Yeah, yeah that's what she said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to put one in there. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a roll today. Zing. <laughs> like mana. <laughs> so he would call the the diamond number one. Um, then after some years, it was considered the Hope Diamond. Now, the Hope family was known as one of the wealthiest families, one of the richest over there, over yonder in the in the England. Over the pond. Area. Yeah, over the pond. Um, so then what happened was in 1887, the diamond went to Lord Francis Hope. That's great. His great grandnephew. So it stayed in the um, it stayed in the Hope family for a while. Clearly, that's how it got its name. Until he decided he was going to lose his fortune, because again, he just squandered it. Yep, I have all this money. Okay, when people have all that money, they just think that it's like never ending. It's not. It's not growing yeah. literally on a tree. You have that much money, you should be able to have enough to put somewhere to to grow. That's what I'm saying, and. Like, okay, back then, that money went a long way. Way further than it does now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess, I I know on payday, I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, where did it all go? Yeah, I do the same thing. And that's like 45 minutes after the check hits my (laughs) account. Need more microphones, need more crystals. (laughs) The kids always know when it's payday. Uh They start asking. Jesus. That's what Dusty did. You put my $20 allowance? I'm like, $20 allowance for what? What the hell did you do for me? That's about right. Like, can we go to the store with you? No. Uh, no. Mm. Not going with me, not going in. 
It's a good thing Dusty's going to be 18 on Monday. And I'll, I can be like, I'll no, go you're into, I'll go into Carl's, and I swear to God, the lady laughs at me every time. She says, you spend so much less when they're not in here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. I know. We both need to learn the word no. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Back on the diamond train. So, he blew all the money, so he had to end up selling it, too. So, a New York jeweler got his hands on it in 1901. Um, Frankel's. That's a fun name. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, acquiring this this diamond, it would be quick money. Mm-hmm. They'd be able to sell it right away because, well, it's beautiful. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. However, no. I say in America, it, the wealth wasn't the same as it was over in yeah, England. Yeah, they probably had different then. ideals, too. Yeah. You, know, you don't have the aristocrats. Yeah. It, that was... Yeah, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, it sat in their vault, which... Is sad. Um, 1907, they had a banker's panic. Um, it was a recession. So, clearly it took a toll on most companies. Took a toll on the Frankel's company. So, that's when the story of the curse started coming about, too. Where they started seeing a, a pattern of... Yeah. They're like, okay. Anybody that comes into contact with this, you know, going back with all the stories in the history. Um, it first came out a story with the curse uh, in New York Times in 1908. And, of course, everybody else tried to jump on that bandwagon. More got added. That's the thing. Well, with any story like that, it's more of an urban legend, I think. I don't necessarily think that that thing is cursed. No, yeah. And the most of them, they have debunked, especially, like, the newer things that happen to the other people. Uh, I, shit happens. You know, I think, I think, too, you can manifest it, too. So if you oh, buy yeah. something with the idea that you think this is going to happen, there's a good chance you're going to find some way to make it happen. Right, right. And it actually has nothing to do with that object. Like, you're making these decisions your whole life. Like, it was not that that beautiful diamond that made you spend all your kingdom's money. Yeah, really. You know, did it sit there with a little tiny knife and was like, oh, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> yeah. A little voodoo doll. Yeah, like. A that. little king voodoo doll. Yeah, exactly. I, it was it was pretty. They probably got so sidetracked with its prettiness that they didn't pay attention to what they needed to. Dummies. God. Yeah. <sighs> So, with all these stories, then they started going back to, like, King Louis, Marie Antoinette, and then they started blaming it all on the diamond. No, nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. Well, as we learned. As I like the story (laughs) of Marie Antoinette, they did a lot of squandering mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. like, on stupid things, and it's just kept on raising the taxes on their people, and, you know, the, the people were sick, and they were dying, they weren't mm-hmm. being taken care of. That's what, that's what that was. That was yeah, exactly. A, a lack of integrity. Yep. Sorry, oh, for sure. That. I do Sorry. like your movies Sorry. and your shoes. Clearly me too. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people ask me this, and then I tried to pronounce it, because <laughs> as anybody that, you know, if you're listening, you know I have a hard enough time pronouncing, like, English, which is like my only language that I know. My tattoo is in French. So I'm like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, what it stands for is <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, it sounded nice. I know, it just rolls right off the tongue. I know. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, of course, the curse continues because, well, it's still around, and that was what we left off at about 1908 when the story started coming out. Yep, and the, what was it? The Baker's Panic. Didn't yes. he have to sell the diamond because of that? Yes. Um, they, yes. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, because of the, the panic, which was a recession, essentially, um, they ended up collapsing 
as most of the businesses did through that. Uh, so that I wonder if like they came up with the curse of the whole diamond to, to create interest so somebody would buy it. That's a good theory. I like that theory. You know, like yeah. If, if we put a mystery around it, maybe there's going to be somebody. Well, that's out how there Mr. Baggins wants... ended up with his museum. Oh well, yeah, there's going to be somebody out there <laughs> that wants story. to buy it just to see if it's going to come true. true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That that would be a good marketing idea for that time for sure because back then they believe. Yeah, they believed not that we in don't that. believe in that stuff now, but they would totally hold on to it, you know, mm-hmm. and and take it. They were superstitious run, with it. Yes, and run with it. So yeah, it was it was sold. Um, at a cheap price actually i don't know the actual price but it it was it was it was sold cheap so it ended up with the cartier brothers in paris oh (laughs) so paris cartier (laughs) caviar caviar (laughs) Caviar. Mm. no not no Mm. yeah was enchanted with the novel written decades earlier by English author Wilkie Collins. In his story, a large yellow diamond had formed the eye of an idol of a Hindu deity in a temple in India. The diamond literally embodied the power of the god. There it rested until it was looted by a Muslim conqueror and taken to his treasury. Then years later, British colonial soldiers looted the treasury in battle, taking the diamond back to England. There, tragedy, murder, kidnapping, and sanity followed the possession of the ill-gotten gem. The god had cursed the stone, and evil force would emanate rays from the stone and strike misfortune upon all who owned it until the gem was properly returned to the deity back in India. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, says the Hindu. Indian Hindu priests retrieved the diamond and brought it back home. Now the story by Collins was basically a cautionary tale about divine or supernatural payback for the immortality of the colonial. Um, so, so it almost kind of sounds like maybe they did come up with a, a scary story for the diamond using that book. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, yeah, that would make sense. Interesting connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting connection. I like how you said that. Connecting the dots. So in 1910... The um, Cartier got a hold of Evelyn and Ned McLean. Okay, so they're in America. Mm -hmm. They were one of the wealthiest in America. Uh, They had, to put this in perspective, I guess, they held the ownership of, like, major wanted realty like all over washington okay like they they ran washington essentially so of course they're gonna want it now this is where it gets a little fun too so evelyn and ned they like i said were a wealthy couple they actually bought it when they vacationed over in paris um and didn't she claim that she had the power to transform like unlucky objects into luckies yeah she's crazy <laughs> yeah now, he did, when he sold the diamond to them, um, Cartier, he told that story from the book to them. Um, it, it was told them that it was cursed by a Hindu god. So, of course, you know, he embellished. That's what people do to make a good story. Why not, right? Well, yeah. So, well, of course, they buy into it. So, they're like, hell yeah. So, then they can bring it back to America and be like, look what we got. Look what we got. So, Evelyn, she was huge into that. Like you said, she mm-hmm. thought she had these special powers or whatever. So, let's say they also owned, like, a bunch of banks and everything else. It just wasn't the real estate around in Washington. They owned, like, a shit ton. So, with this money, again, just like over the little pond, they wanted to just money away. That's what they were known to do. But, for some reason, I think they did have it on a tree. (laughs) Just kept on coming? Yeah. Uh, See, Evelyn, she would wear this because it was in necklace form. And she would wear it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
to the parties to parade it around and say, look what we got, and here's the story that goes with it, la di da di da di da you know, and just would flaunt it around at all these huge gatherings and everything that they had in Washington. Um, I read here, too, though, that she was a little bit weird because she would wear it around, but she'd also do, like, you know, treat it weird because she'd put it on her dog, her dog's yes. neck. yes. She had no a big dog. She had a, uh, oh my God. Oh my God. What was it? It was a, um, that I didn't have it just in the Oh dog. my God. No, it was a, uh, it's a big, big, big breed. I can't. My ex husband used to have one. I can't think of the name. St. <laughs> Bernard. No. Uh, Dublin Pinter. No. I'm like, no, <laughs> that ain't not. it. No. Chihuahua. So, it'll come to me. <laughs> in 19, that was until 1919. Okay. Her 10-year-old son, Vincent, he was killed, uh, uh, got hit by a car by their house in Washington, D.C. So, of course, at that time, everybody was already well known that she, that they had this diamond. So then that story went to, well, that's why your son was killed. So, I mean, why wouldn't it? Uh, It was, see, Ned ended up going insane, Um, (laughs) which I guess why wouldn't you? And the family lost the, because they they owned the Washington Post, well, Mm -hmm. that's why they were so rich. But they ended up losing that. Oh. So then he ended up losing his mind. Um, and Evelyn at that time even tried to use, before half of the file bankruptcy, to use the, the diamond as collateral. Oh, really? And they didn't take didn't it. the daughter get addicted to drugs and overdose, too? She, I don't know. She committed suicide, I said. Oh, that was in 1946. Now, after all that other, or with them losing the Washington Post and stuff, she would, Evelyn, bleh, Evelyn kept the diamond but she would use it to make money so she would almost she she kind of rent it out for people to use at their weddings for their something blue oh goodness um oh. use it for like giveaways one year like a prize at an event that they were having you could hold this diamond yeah all right and then that's how she would it's kind of smart in a way try to I use mean. it yeah um she pawned the diamond in 1932 in order she hired an investigator to help the Lindbergh family. For what? To try to find their baby. The Lindbergh baby? Uh, really? That was yeah. huge. He got never taken, never found? Really? I've never heard of it. <laughs> I haven't. I wish you guys to see the way. Lindbergh? Really? No. You should look into that. That's a huge, huge story. Wow, yeah, the Lindbergh baby. Uh and she would use the remaining money was was to be used for the ransom if there was going to be ransom involved from the kidnapping. Um, so she got the diamond back from that. Uh, so like I said, then she would use it for different social events. You know, so well they'd sell raffle tickets. And then you get to you, hold it. Yeah, <laughs> and you hold it. This pretty shiny thing, which I don't know. That's weird. It was a great day, and she had a great day. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Now, she does have an autobiography out there that could be interesting to to read. So, we just said 1946, her daughter, Abby, committed suicide, and then Evelyn ended up passing away in 1947. Okay. So then, the stone, not the stone, the diamond went to Harry Winston. Decade later, the diamond went to the Smithsonian. However, there was other people that got, got, that um this affected so when you look this up you will this is what you'll find i I got a list of the 10 victims we'll start off with with the newest newest one i said there's 10 that go into the story there was gene excuse me that was the guy that got it to begin with wasn't gene trevianier (laughs) uh 
He's a French gem merchant, came down with a raging fever after stealing the diamond, and then he died after. Uh, <laughs> it says here that um, his body could have been eaten by wolves. Oh, wow. Yeah. But other documents state that he lived until 84. So it's one of those things. I just don't know for sure. Yeah, it's, it, it's a story. Uh, King Louis the Sixteenth brought the he bought the stone from uh, Jean and had it recut in 1673. Uh, he died of gangrene. Yeah, and all and all of his legitimate children died in childhood. Really, that's interesting. That is interesting. And then Nicholas Fricret, uh he worked for King Louis the Sixteenth. Um, he was said to have worn the diamond. He didn't necessarily have ownership of it. Um, he actually ended up being banished from France, and then the ki- the king sent him to life imprisonment. So that's huh. Oh, they say, and then they relate him back to the man in the iron mask. That's a movie. It actually, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. But you know, like with any good story, with that far back, we don't actually know. You know, we weren't there. Things can be written, but things get changed over time. That's just how it goes. And then um, four and five. Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette. Now we know the story behind there. Uh, then it ended up. I'll say in, in this part of the research, it ended up with Marie Louise, a uh, princess of D. Lambelle. I am really trying here. Uh, <laughs> You're doing a good job. You're all right. uh, well. The princess. She was a member of Antoinette's court and like her closest person they always had that one she'll probably see her in the movies actually mm-hmm. um she was killed by a mob in the in a bad way <laughs> huh weird whoa hit with a hammer decapitated stripped and disemboweled that is crazy i don't like that one that's <laughs> kind of gruesome then we got wilhelm falls um he was a dutch jeweler he's the one that recut the diamond see his, his son ended up murdering him and then taking his own life Fascinating. Weird. Weird. And then we got Simon Moncrustines. <laughs> he was a Greek merchant. Um, he had the diamond in his possession. He, it says, drove his car over a cliff, killed himself, and then his his wife and his child was in the car as well. And then we got Evelyn McLean, as we just talked about her. She's she was a spoiled heiress. <laughs> it's funny. Um, see. It says that she died in, in in a mental hospital. Her daughter died of a drug overdose at 25, it said. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see, uh, Winston, because that's who got the, the diamond after them, says he, he mailed the gem to the Smithsonian for $2.44 in postage and 155 in insurance. <laughs> oh, and then James Todd, James Todd, he's the mailman that delivered it to that location, to the Smithsonian. This is This is so sad. <laughs> And it says that his leg was crushed in a truck accident, and he suffered a head injury in a separate accident. Oh. Oh. And his house burned down after that. Jeez, Winston, what did he do to you? That's kind of sad. I know, right? Like, he was just doing what he was told. Just doing his job. Well, I, I don't know. I ultimately think that, I know we don't believe in, well, no, I don't say coincidence, but that's, that's all normal stuff. Well, it could have been, you know, exaggerated, too. Yeah. He could have fallen and broken his leg. Right. It was just going to happen regardless if he was dropping off a letter versus the diamond. It's, it's like playing the telephone game. By the time you get to the end, it's all the oh. completely oh, different. Oh, God. That was one of my favorite things to do in school, play the telephone game. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> this might end up being a short episode, but we got all things right. to do. We do. So do you have anything more to add? I just I had just a couple of things. Okay. Nothing, like, major. It talked. I found how... um. 
it formed. Okay. It says the diamond was formed around 1.1 billion years ago, and that it was initially embedded in kimberlite, okay. which is a type of ingenious rock that sometimes embeds is embedded with the diamonds. Over years, the kimberlite went through rain and wind and erosion, and eventually got placed, you know, among the gravels. And then it talks about contamination. It says 100% pure diamonds with zero contamination do not have any color. However, this diamond mm. was actually contaminated with trace amounts of boron, giving it its characteristic blue. Yeah. That's why it's so popular. I, I wondered why it was blue. And they, I guess you just don't get very many of those. Right. If you're going to find a diamond, it's usually a, An pure. actual true, true diamond. Yeah. yeah. And it says down here, too, when you hold it up to, I think, ultraviolet light, uh-huh. but also you'll also see red in it. I've seen that when I was doing that other research a long time ago. I seen that, but they there's a reason for that. People were like, "Oh my God, that's the curse." So the but, but science was able to. I don't know the exact terms that they use, but it was something that's that Just, it's formed with mm-hmm. the minerals and stuff. It picks it up, yeah and, yeah, and that's what makes it that color. But of course, you got, "Oh my God, it's a demon!" Like <laughs> now, I did I did find where they some they said the. The curse started. It said um, the diamond was placed on the forehead of a Hindu goddess, Sita, many mm. centuries ago, and a man named Tavanir visited India and managed to steal the diamond. He managed to sell the diamond and was then on a trip to Russia when he met his horrible death. Wild dogs tearing him apart. But then there's the story that, you know, he acquired the diamond. He stole, he sold it to um, King Louis and that that's why he was going to Russia. But there's lots of accounts, like you said, where he died a peaceful life, like in his 80s or something yeah, like that. Yeah, see, it's all... Betting no, on six seventy six. Yeah, see, all these things are so different. So kind of take it as you will. We'll it's, never know the it's real. Like read a bunch of stuff. And, yeah, we'll never know the, the real journey of the blue hope diamond. We'll we'll just never know the real journey of it. it had a hell of a life. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's coming around killing kind of people because it's cursed. <laughs> but I, I don't think that was it. I, but. I don't know. Who knows? Sometimes I personally you make your own curses, I guess. Yeah, and it was an easy, like you said earlier, scapegoat. Like, yep, that's Let's see what it is. Why I spent all my money, and that's why so we got it. An idiot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a, it was a cute little story. Uh, when I was reading it and researching it that few months ago, I just I was like, oh, this would be kind of something different, just to see to talk about. Yeah, something. I mean, it does. Have, it's a fun story, depending on. Well, if you do too much research, you're going to go down a rabbit hole and you're going to end up in a bunch of different holes because they're all different, the uh-huh. stories that are with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so essentially, all you need to know is that this bad boy is in the Smithsonian. You can go look at it. That's super pretty. It is super pretty. We're, we're looking at it right now. And Dudley. So, we have anything else to say? Do you want to complain about anything? You want? <laughs> no, no. I'm good. Not on air? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird laugh i don't even know where it came from so remember to check out our patreon page to see what extras you can be getting from us because just do it just 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 do it just go look at it just get your shit together and go do it yeah just at least go look at it let me know when you look at it please yeah please and thank you because we are super nice you get you know we'll probably add more things to that as time goes on and whatnot. I just wanted to pay a little more attention to it just because I kind of let it go after Wait, we started before. so much that we're doing. Oh, God, yeah. at the same time, you know? I know. I don't know if I'm coming or going or where I'm even at anymore. It's freaking free nuts, but I love it all. <laughs> we got to stay positive, but we love it all. <laughs> we look like we... We're trying... 
we look so awesome today. We have like our business suits on and everything. We are going to go fuck some shit up. Yeah, this yeah. is great. And then we're going to go kick some holes in the walls. But at the same time, we're like, oh, take me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. So, and also email us at paranormalxl at com. I just love to say it like that. I know you do. <laughs> Again, that is <laughs> paranormalxl at com. We want to hear everything. Uh, yeah, no matter the reason. Yeah, how much you love us, how much you hate us. Yeah, what you want to hear about, uh, if you had a bad day, you want to hear about that too. So then, <laughs> then you owe us one that we have somebody to go to to bitch about yeah, our bad days. you'll be next. <laughs> yes. So, or question of any, anything. So, keep a lookout for more information on the events we will be part of this year. Because there's, I mean, there's not like a ton, but it's enough to keep us busy throughout the summer. And I'm That's pretty right. excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then still be able to keep up on our podcast and stuff. So, be awesome. So, don't yuck someone else's yum. Ever. Ha <laughs> ha